Hello there, and greetings to you. Welcome to Duel of the Takes, the movie and pop culture podcast that pins the wildest, most unpopular opinions head-to-head. This week's topic of debate is a Top 15-style challenge to determine the best DreamWorks animated movie. My name's Nathaniel Martin, and I am joined by my regular co-hosts, Joshua Kubis, Alden Mason, and Jory Boston. Hello everyone, today we are talking about DreamWorks movies, the anticipated sequel to our Pixar debate. We're going to be making a top 15 list here as there are like 40 DreamWorks movies as of recording this and uh, we couldn't ask Josh to watch 25 movies. Sorry, I wasn't. I watched one movie. (laughs) Which one was it? I watched Megamind today. That's a good one to watch. Yeah, good job, Josh. The way that this is going to work is we're making a top 15 list. Each of us gets a lock which works as it's a movie that we're going to say right here off the bat that automatically makes it into the top 10 we will also all have a veto as well and the vetoes in this episode are going to be able to work up until the top 10 let's all go around and say our locks um alden you want to start uh can i get like a rundown of what's available uh all of the dreamworks movies every single one (laughs) i'm gonna Go out on a huge limb and say, uh, flushed away. Ooh, nice. Jory, what's your lock? All right. <laughs> Mine is going to be the the most clown lock here. I'm going to lock Trolls 2 World Tour. Holy shit. You like the new shit. I paid $20 in my own home. <laughs> Do I have any kids living in my household, you ask? Of course not. AMC fucking hates you, Jory. They do. Didn't they just file for bankruptcy? Yeah. They were like, we're boycotting Universal. Sorry, we're broke. Um, Josh, what's your lock? Wow, I was not expecting those two locks. (laughs) This threw me off. Every take is a clown take on the DreamWorks list. I don't know. I mean, Trolls 2 is pretty pivotal for Universal. I'm going to also have a semi-clown take for this panel, but I think this movie is enjoyed by the general audience. I'm going to lock Madagascar. Oh, that's fine. That is a clown take for me, at least. You stopped watching DreamWorks movies in 2010, so I guess that kind of makes sense. I've seen it so many times, so I'm kind of on, on Joss's side. It's not high in my top 10 or anything, but I, to me, I think it deserves to be in the top 10. So that's my lock. I had three movies that I was planning on locking, depending on how everyone else's locks were going or what I thought the general vibe was going into this. I am going to lock How to Train Your Dragon 2. Good pick. Okay. I just typed in how to drain your dragon. Oh no. Family friendly show, but it's safe for work at least. It was until now. So those four movies are gonna make it into our top ten. I'm I'm just gonna have to say Madagascar three. What? I'm shocked that it made it that high. I don't have any of the Madagascar sequels in my top fifteen. I just remember seeing it, kinda liking it. I I don't remember that. <laughs> I like the first and third acts. Madagascar 3 is better than, say... Shrek 4, yes. I'm, I'm wasting my veto off the bat. <laughs> this is Pixar all over again. Yeah. I don't think we have room for uh, Madagascar 3 to exist, so I'm going to use my veto on Madagascar 3. The movie I'm going to be nominating in its place is going to be the original uh, How to Train Your Dragon. I don't love How to Train Your Dragon, but I do think it was a large step for DreamWorks in terms of their narrative storytelling. 
I think it's a decent fantasy movie on its own. And it's an adaptation from a book that I read as a kid that did a lot and grew a lot from its source material. I agree. I still think it's a little bit low, but I am not going to waste a veto on it. How to Train Your Dragon is personally my number nine interesting yeah i put how to train your dragon higher than 15 but i that's fine with it being in 15 what do you think josh D josh did you see how to train your dragon or is that too late for you it's too late for me all right it looks like how to train your dragon is number 15 all right number 15 how to train your dragon jory it is now your turn with number 14 my number 14 is Monsters vs. Aliens. Okay. Monsters vs. Aliens was a movie that I remember enjoying a lot in the theater. However, I think that it falls victim to the same thing with a lot of movies that came out around that time. It was boasting like, oh, this is the first time that we're using like real D 3D. But unfortunately, if you did not see it in theaters, you're probably never going to experience it the way it was intended on its own. It's a pretty fun movie, but it's nothing really special. I feel like uh, a lot of the humor was dated for me a few years later, even. So it's not a bad movie or anything, but I don't think that it's anything very notable in uh, DreamWorks' filmography. I don't have it on my 15, but I, it was one of those that I was in consideration for somewhere in the bottom five, and it just I didn't have the room. I think I think 14's fair. Josh, did you see Monsters vs. Aliens? <laughs> I've seen parts of that. So I was at a hotel resort, and as we were eating dinner, they had, like, the movie playing at, like, a pool where kids were watching. So I've watched, like, a, a big portion of that film. It looked pretty funny. Favorite thing about the movie is that they have, like, a bunch of, like, uh, like, 50s B-movie monsters kind of, like, as the main characters. And I feel like they could have taken that and ran with it a little bit better. But the way it's incorporated is fine. My least favorite thing about this movie is how all of the human characters specifically look. There is something so weird and uncanny about their skin and how like rosy and pink it is in places and their proportions that just make it disgusting to me personally. The president in that movie is such a meme. Who was played by Stephen Colbert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fantastic amazing i like when he just comes out to the aliens and and rips on uh uh close encounters of the third kind and just starts playing axel f yeah crazy frog um actually it's beverly hills cop um actually it's crazy frog i know because i watched commercials in the early 2000s anyways so josh what's uh what's our number 13 our number 13 this one's gonna be uh this one's gonna be interesting uh sinbad the legend of the seven seas thank god you mentioned that i thought that i was going to be the only person so did i i really like that movie it's my uh it's my number 12 i really appreciate it as just from a nice little memory as a kid i enjoyed it i think the best part of the movie is uh it was I think Brad Pitt and Michelle Pfeiffer as the leads. And I think that the voice cast is really solid. I didn't have it on my list, but I'm glad it got some representation. I think it's really interesting uh, the way that it's like, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's DreamWorks' only attempt at trying to blend the 2D and 3D animation in the same space in the way that Disney did like Treasure Planet. But it's interesting. I like the whole, I like all the monster effects, like the sailing off the edge of the world and like ISIS. I don't like ISIS. I like the character. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. <laughs> wow, that's going to be a fun edit. Please don't hurt me. Sinbad is cool for 13. I don't know how the movie holds up, but I really dig the style and what they were trying to go for. And I that's why it cracked my top 15 for me. It's literally my number 15. Huh. My number 12 is Megamind. I do very much enjoy the movie. Um, I don't think it's uh, one of DreamWorks' best works. 
I think the script is more clever than the movie itself. It kind of has this good premise, but then it kind of falls short and becomes a generic kids movie in the in the third act. There's elements of it that I love, but at the end of the day, it's not something I've gone back and rewatched a whole ton. I think I've seen it twice in my life and I'll probably not watch it again. There are movies that I feel that way about on this list, but uh, um, Megamind is absolutely not one of them. I'm going to use my veto here and I'm going to say my... Uh... My next lowest that we haven't talked about is Shark Tale. I like Shark Tale a whole lot, ironically. But if I'm going to say, oh yeah, that's like a really good movie, one of DreamWorks' best, like, uh, I don't think I can take it much further. I didn't think we'd be having this debate between these two movies. Yeah, for real. Yeah, me neither. I thought that uh, Megamind was an easy top 10. I mean, for me, it's top three. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's number four for me so nate why is megamind not as good as shark tale i think megamind is far superior than shark tale in every single way so if shark tale is getting put on on this uh fifth top 15 list i think it needs to be as low as possible <laughs> it going here at number 12 will put my mind at ease i guess checkmate nate <laughs> <laughs> i guess that was a very well-placed veto holy shit that might have been the most powerful veto i've ever seen all right, Alden, you're number 11. This is the last of the top 10, so if you haven't used a veto yet, this is the time to do it. I can't use a veto on myself, can I? Why would you? <laughs> no, but when Josh uses a veto, then you can veto his veto. I'm going to say over the hedge. Oh, I'm going to veto that. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you're not supposed to say you're number one. What? <laughs> Your take is going over the hedge. Josh, what are you putting there instead? This is for number 11, right? This is for number 11. Mm -hmm. I want to put The Road to El Dorado. I was going to say that exact movie. Are you going to veto that, Alden? Yes, solely because I haven't seen it. Or at least not all the way through. Wait, so you're going to veto Road to El Dorado because you haven't seen it? <laughs> yeah. Before, before I replace this, where have you guys put the B-movie and is it even in your list? The B-movie is very close to this spot for me. We'll get there when we get there. You know what? Actually, no. I'm going to put home here. What? Way, way, way <laughs> too high. All right. I'm voting for Josh's Road to El Dorado over home. I'm also voting for Road to El Dorado. Wait, wait, wait. I missed it. What did, what did, he, what did he want here? He wanted home here. That's that movie where the guy from Big Bang Theory plays a alien and like Rihanna's in it. What the fuck is that? Yeah, it's Jim Parsons. Yeah, it's it's Sheldon. Yeah, he's the alien. Oh my god, what is this? <laughs> it's garbage. It's an F-tier DreamWorks movie. It's in their top five worst. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, that might have been the worst thing I've ever heard you say. All okay, <laughs> I liked it. Like straight up. My favorite part of Home is um, Steve Martin as the villain alien. Uh, he's he's actually really good. I googled this movie and apparently uh, Matt Jones, uh, Badger from Breaking Bad, is in it. Dude, the cast is wild. It's not that wild. If Steve Martin is in your movie in 2015, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get into our... Uh... Our top 10 here. Let me just read our our bottom five. We've got <laughs> number 15, How to Train Your Dragon. Number 14, Monsters vs. Aliens. Number 13, Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. 
number 12, Shark Tale, and number 11, Road to El Dorado. There's a lot of movies on my list that are not going to be making it in this video. Yeah, my expectations have been really subverted. This is really close to mine, actually. <laughs> That's hilarious. This is madness. Holy shit. Sp Spirit was in my bottom five. Are you kidding me? Spirit wasn't even on my list, to be honest. A, a bit of a bra moment here. I'm trying to think how we're going to uh, do the top 10 because... Okay, so what if all four of us, like each and every one of us gets a nomination for like the 10 spot and then we just keep going? So each of us will nominate a number 10 and then we'll vote between whose it should be. That sounds good. All right. Good idea, Josh. Hey, look at me. <laughs> all right. Alden, since you uh, you went that last round, Jory, you want to say what your number 10 is first? Okay, this is this video is just controversial every step of the way. My number 10 is B-Movie. Ooh. That's fine with me. Uh, Josh. My number 10 is uh, Wallace and Gromit. My number 10 is also Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Wow. Uh-oh. Alden, <laughs> what is your number 10? Mine's actually Spirit. Whoa, Spirit made the top 10? <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Holy shit. Spirit's pretty interesting. <laughs> I want to hear Alden's take on Spirit. Josh, have you seen Spirit? Bruh. Yeah, it's on my list. It was my number uh, 13. So it's only three away? Yeah, but like, I haven't seen a lot of DreamWorks movies. You have not. Have you seen 15? <laughs> have you seen all of them on your list? Yes. I, I haven't seen Spirit since I was a kid. I remember seeing it in theaters, and it was the first movie I was ever truly bored watching, but I might have just been too young. All right. Just horses doing horse stuff. Yeah, basically. It's um weird, because it's like... I was asking Alden. It's I'm sorry. Okay. It is very weird, as Jory was saying. It's kind of the colonization period, except from a horse's perspective. So all of these wild horses are, are getting roped up and tamed and stuff, and Spirit gets roped up and attempted to tame and everyone said nah or no he said nah so it's a metaphor yeah and then he helps a native american dude also like fight or i don't even know it's so whack but basically it's on here because i have two friends who this is like one of their favorite top three for them i'm sure Mm. So it's almost like the themes of the movie are stronger than the film itself. Without a doubt. That's how my entire top five is uh, listed, so good. That's how I got Planet of the Apes in the final four. Throwbacks this round, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, this is our 10th episode of the podcast already, boys. We should be celebrating. Hey, look at us. 10 weeks. Josh is all celebrating every episode. I am always celebrating. Um, well, I guess, do, do we want to like take a vote here? Um, yeah, what were the three options? So the three options were Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit, uh, Spirit, and uh, what what did Jory have? Uh, B-Movie. Okay, well, we've already got two for one, so since that happened, should we just go with that? Yeah, that sounds like... But Jory, is it a movie that's higher for you? Is B-Movie a movie that's higher for me? No, no, no. Is uh, Curse of the Were-Rabbit higher for you? No. No, it's not. So it's not on your list? No. I kind of slept on... A... Of the claymation stuff altogether. Did you thought it looked scary? When I was a kid, I gravitated more towards the, like, just regular, like, 3D and 2D animation. The claymation stuff didn't catch my eye as much. I still enjoyed it when I watched it, but I have a softer spot in my heart for the other movies. So, uh, Ardman did a lot of movies with uh, DreamWorks, especially through the early 2000s. Uh, I believe they did uh, Chicken Run, Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. 
Um, DreamWorks is also helping uh, distribute a lot of their short films in uh, North America. Uh, and then they finished with Flushed Away, and there's a cool story behind that, and I hope we get there later because it, it's really interesting. Uh, but now Ardman is distributing their own movies in with with assistance from some localization company here. And if Shaun the Sheep the movie were distributed by DreamWorks, it would be number one on this freaking list for me. That movie's incredible. I agree. I actually lied. There is one claymation movie on my list. I had all three of them on mine, but uh, I digress. I had to have room for trolls too. So let's get to the number nine spot. Uh, Alden, what do you have here at number nine? I mean, I had Shark Tale here. At number nine? Yeah. Wow. Oh. Okay, Jory, what's your number nine? My number nine is uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Interesting. So that's another one that's already placed on our list? Yes. Josh? Uh, mine is Megamind. All right. And my number nine is The Road to El Dorado, which is already placed at number 11. All right. <laughs> don't think Megamind goes here. <laughs> okay, so do you guys want to sacrifice different movies that might be higher up on your list or ones that were in your bottom five that were snubbed? Well, does anybody have a movie that is lower on their list that has not been mentioned? Yes, I have three. Why don't we uh, talk about some of those? Okay, so I have uh, Trolls, the first one, Chicken Run, which we might get to later, and Kung Fu Panda, the first one. Um, all lower. They're all in the bottom five of my list. So Kung Fu Panda is my number 11. Oh my god, it's my number 8. I guess I really like Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> yeah, I like it too. I wouldn't mind Kung Fu Panda in this pot. In this pot. I honestly wouldn't mind uh, what did God, Nate said. What was the second movie you said, Nate? I said uh, Trolls, Chicken Run, and Kung Fu Panda. I kind of wouldn't mind Chicken Run here. Because I feel like everything else is a little bit far away from where I want it. Chicken Run is my 14, but at the same time, I don't... But at the same time, it doesn't really matter to me if it's on this list or not, because it is solo. Yeah, Chicken Run is also my number 14, and I would be fine with it being one of the ones that doesn't quite make our list. Damn, I'm saying Trolls out of what Nate said. I think that Trolls is way too high up here. <laughs> No, if you're if you're the guy who locked Trolls too. I don't like the first one. <laughs> Trolls is a good movie. I don't like the first one at all, but I like the second one, and that's probably why it's so high up on my list. You want to talk about good movie theater going experiences? You want to hear mine for Trolls? No, I just meant that five year olds aren't gonna be tripping balls watching Trolls one. Your whole life is tripping balls when you're five. Are you kidding me? You're right. <laughs> I think Trolls really succeeds. It has a lot of great musical numbers. It had two songs that were charting on the Billboard Hot 100 when the movie came out. A really, really solid soundtrack-driven musical for kids. A lot of bright colors and a lot of energy that you seem to appreciate with Trolls World Tour. I think thematically, there's a lot of really interesting things. Don't you dare mean to tell me what I appreciate about Trolls World Tour. <laughs> There's still things in Trolls World Tour that are set up in Trolls. I don't know. I feel like bright colors and songs are set up in just like kids movie tropes. What you said about the uh, songs breaking out past like the movie itself is very valid, though. I guess Trolls is fine here. The Trolls franchise is making Justin Timberlake's acting career's peak, the, probably the social network. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad peak. That's where Jesse Eisenberg's peaked. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. And Brenda Song. Yeah. Yeah. 
the social network should have won best picture that's my hot take <laughs> it really really should have what year was it i think the king's speech won that year uh social network was 2010 was that when king king's speech was too hang on yeah i'm curious now what were the nominees in 2010 then or 2011 yeah it was king's speech because colin firth won best actor that year and tom hooper won best director for king's speech yeah best picture was king's speech the nominations were 127 hours black swan the fighter inception the kids are all right the social network toy story 3 true grit winter's bone and king's speech that was a good year yeah minus yeah honestly no that was a good year toy story 3 didn't need to be in the best picture category but it's okay no it didn't (laughs) it was nominated for best picture it was nominated for Best Picture. So was Up. What? Interesting. Disney has always been paying people off, but people didn't want to notice it before they started making bad movies. People, Disney's always been making bad movies. Yeah, that's fair. The number eight. Uh, let's see. Let's start with you, Josh. What do you have at number eight? What's our number nine? Number nine is Trolls. So my number eight. Um, I have ants here. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why do you guys hate on Ants so much? Ants isn't that good, and Woody Allen's been canceled, so we're not trying to defend him. Yeah. Wait, what did you say, Holden? I don't like Ants. Yeah, I don't like Ants either. My number eight is Captain Underpants, the first epic movie. I really wish I saw that movie. It's not on anything, though. Yeah, I wish I saw it. No, it's on Netflix. No, it's not anymore. They have an original show, but they don't have the movie. Oh my god, they did up until a few months ago, because I rewatched it earlier this year. What are we doing? We're doing number eight, right? My number eight, this is going to be controversial, but my number eight is Shrek 2. That's very close to where I have Shrek 2 for me as well. <laughs> no. Alden, what's your number eight? Uh, One second. My number eight is actually Kung Fu Panda. If Kung Fu Panda's on this list, I don't want it any higher, but I also don't want Captain Underpants to get completely left off. I am willing to switch my vote to Kung Fu Panda. I'm willing to switch my vote to Captain Underpants because I haven't seen the movie, but I have a lot of love for that because I liked the books a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, so do I. And I do want it to get on this list, but I have no idea how the movie is. I've heard it's good, but... For me, it succeeds in a lot of the same ways uh, something like the Lego Batman movie does in terms of... It, it is very similar to the source material, and it's very similar to those books that I like watched as a kid and really, really enjoyed. It does kind of lack... Um, the childish kind of sense of humor uh to some degree not a whole lot it still has like you know toilets as the villains and you know captain underpants is still captain underpants exactly like he is in the book but uh my biggest problem with the movie is that george and harold are voiced by like jason sudeikis and kevin hart it's really jarring that they have the voice of grown men playing these two little kids outside of that. It's really funny. It has a couple of like meta fourth wall jokes that are way better than anything in like Deadpool. And I I really think it's a perfect execution of what I really enjoyed about the books as a kid. And I wish it came out sooner in DreamWorks filmography because I would have loved this movie as a kid, but I saw it as an adult and I took the kid I was babysitting that summer to go see it. He hadn't he hadn't read the books or whatever, obviously, but he loved the movie. And I think that just shows how well they they handled the source material, because, I mean, he loved it the same way that I loved the books as a kid. Yeah, I think I'm comfortable going with uh, Captain Underpants on this one. I trust Nate's assessment of it. How high are we trying to put Kung Fu Panda? I'm fine with it going higher. I don't think Kung Fu Panda needs to be on this list at all. Oh, God. I think it does. I know that I probably, I definitely do have it highest out of anybody, but 
Well, if it's higher up on the list, then I'm fine with Captain Underpants as well. I don't know if I have room for it any higher, to be honest. How about this one, boys? How about Kung Fu Panda here, Captain Underpants next spot? Mm, I think my next spot is really a testament to how full my list is getting. All right. So it's Captain Underpants or Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, and if that means we have to get rid of Captain Underpants here, then unfortunately it means we have to get rid of Captain Underpants here. So I was the only person who saw it. It doesn't really hold a fight up against a movie that two of us really like, one of us has seen, and another one of us it tolerates. Yeah, I don't know if it's just my perception as having like grown up and like us being in the generation that we are, but I feel like Kung Fu Panda is a much bigger success for DreamWorks just because it's original. Yeah. And there's three of them and two shows. Both of the sequels, Morth and it, but that's fine. That's kind of how I feel about How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, same. All right, well, I'm fine with Kung Fu Panda being here. I don't think it's going to get much higher. And I, I, yeah, that's what I mean. So if we need it to be on this list, then I think number eight is a fine spot for Kung Fu Panda. I think that's cool. Um, So the next one's number seven, right? Yes, number seven. Josh, what do you have? So number seven is my lock, Madagascar. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, have we? Yeah. What have we been doing with the locks? Yeah, we need to get these locks put down here as well. So yeah, this is my lock is number seven, flushed away. So I guess the debate is Madagascar flushed away. Flushed away is my number six. So my vote is Madagascar stays here. Flushed away is also my number six, but Trolls 2 is my number seven. And that was my lock. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wait, so all three of you guys had your locks here. Oh, my God. Number seven is the lock pick, though, because it's like a movie that you like, but you don't think everybody else is going to appreciate as much. Well, that's how I was thinking, but that's why uh, my lock is my number four, and it's How to Train Your Dragon 2. My number seven is Shrek 2. Oh, God. So let's, let's be diplomatic here. No. We've got seven spots left, and we have four locks that need to get placed, which means outside of our locks, there are only three movies. That means Shrek, Shrek 2, uh, Prince of Egypt, uh, Over the Hedge, B-Movie, a couple other ones that we've been tossing around here some of those are going to get cut if we place all four of our locks well let's put it let's put it this way hold on alden what's your number one my number one is shrek 2 that's also that's also my number one so shrek 2 is not going anywhere here's what i was gonna say uh, to so that we didn't spoil the rest of the list I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> we have four picks seven slots left why don't we just say what order our locks are going to go in and then we do the top three so what we do is we make seven the lock oh. round and then we put all four movies at seven but in an order so it's like 7.1 7.2 7.3 7.4 what i was saying was that we just organize our locks in like how like, all four of us say like which is the best one and then we put like the bottom one is seven and then six five four and then we do three two one. Oh, we could do it that way too I'm not sure I like that because one of the locks is my number three. Oh, that you didn't lock, but somebody else locked? Yes. Oh, I see. Because I just expected it to be this high. Yeah. Interesting. I'm fine designating a spot to seven because we are talking about 30 movies here or 40 movies or something that we're trying to fit into a top 15. Yeah, that's fine, I suppose. Yeah, because I don't think anybody's locks 
Yeah. I'm just going to be really pissed if two of these movies don't get put on the list at all because they're in my top three and I don't think anyone else is going to appreciate them as much as I do. Should we just put make like seven Madagascar Flushed Away Trolls 2 and How to Train Your Dragon 3? Yes, but that order is important. <laughs> Which of our locks is the best? Okay, so if we're talking about this like this, I'm just going to say it. I think Madagascar is the worst on here. I agree. Yeah. I haven't seen Trolls 2. Me either, so I can't speak to that. But I do think Flushed Away is better than Madagascar. Let's put Trolls 2 above Madagascar. And then, because I like Flushed Away more, I just really appreciate Trolls 2 for what it is. Get a lot of fun songs from different genres as well this time. Got a better story than the first one that makes the lore of Trolls a little more interesting. <laughs> as weird as that is to say, like, it's not just like, oh no, these guys are going to eat us. It's like, oh no, the other races of Trolls are going to steal our genre and make it their own. <laughs> And then the world is just going to be this one genre, but we got to get it back. I think it's good. They should make the villain of the next Trolls movie the Billboard Hot 100. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down for it. They try to organize like, oh, which song is better? And then they're all like, no, all of these songs are good. It's about feeling. All right. So it sounds like the bottom of our lock round is Madagascar, then Trolls 2. Then are we between Flushed Away versus How to Train Your Dragon 2 here? How to Train Your Dragon 2 or 3? 2. I don't care for 3 much. I was going to say, because I've been looking at 3 this whole time. I think How to Train Your Dragon 2 should be the highest on this. I did not see How to Train Your Dragon 2, so I'm, I know that that's the popular opinion anyway, so let's go with that. Yeah, I had it as my number 4 on this list. I truly think it is a it's the closest that DreamWorks has ever gotten to Pixar in terms of emotional and in terms of uh, supporting characters becoming not just ensemble characters or not just gag characters, but important resonating thematic devices in the story. Yeah, it's the closest that DreamWorks probably will ever come to reaching uh, the emotional maturity that Pixar has. But I guess it's number seven tied with all these other movies yeah that what's that's what happens when you waste your lock on something too high nate (laughs) (laughs) well i knew no one else had either seen it or gave a shit so alton likes it yeah that's true what (laughs) we're now at number six we've gotten all of our locks squared away i guess i should just say something that hasn't been mentioned yet that is now lower in my list i think shrek 2 should go here no i also think shrek 2 should go here it's number seven on my list what number what number are we on we're on number six. We're at number six. Oh, you're fucking high. Uh, Shrek 2's not number six. That's gotta at least be in the top five. Alden, what's your number six? My number six is Rise of the Guardians. What the fuck? It's not even on my list. What the fuck? <laughs> that is not even up here. <laughs> Get out of here with that Tumblr shit. Was that a thing? Don't look it up. People uh, like shipping Jack Frost with like Elsa. Oh God. Thing. <laughs> okay. I'm still gonna go with Shrek two on this one. Josh, what's your number uh, six? Um, my number six was flushed away, so I gotta put something else there. Um, Megamind. I don't know how high y'all are getting Megamind. I enjoyed the movie. Fine with Megamind here. I'm not okay with Shrek two here in the slightest capacity. Okay. Well, it seems like this is gonna get a little controversial. I know Josh said number six was flushed away for him number six is also flushed away. oh wait no flushed away isn't even part of this anymore because of the lock thing yeah because of the lock so i put megamind here instead so we're between megamind or shrek 2 here so my my reasoning for this debate i think shrek 2 needs to go here i have shrek 2 higher on my list than i have megamind here so i kind of want to default to megamind 
I think Megamind needs to move on over Shrek 2. I don't think Shrek 2 is really doing anything interesting. For as good a movie as Shrek 1 was, it's got all of its themes about like, oh, you got to be happy with who you are. Uh, don't let people make fun of you because of things you can't control and how you look. Da, 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 da. It's what's on the inside. Shrek 2 doesn't really have any of that. Shrek 2 is a very standard kids movie where it's just like, oh, fun stuff, fun characters. And I guess that is just what DreamWorks does. But it doesn't have to be that way. Like we just saw with putting How to Train Your Dragon 2 on this list, that they can reach those heights. Shrek 2, to me, feels like a lazy sequel that where they were just like, oh, just put some celebrities in there for the adults and throw some like song and dance sequences for the kids. I think saying that Shrek 2 doesn't bring anything interesting to the table is a little unfair. I think they did a very, very good job of taking Shrek which is a fantastic movie, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about it later, and uh, expanding upon it. I don't think they expand upon it thematically, which is the same argument that you're making, Jory, but they do expand upon it in terms of creating uh, and adding to the lore. So you get to meet the uh, far, far away uh, kingdom. You get to meet the king, the queen. You also have the a little bit more into why uh, they put fiona in the castle in the first place and they also add so many great characters to the ensemble like puss in boots that were there to stay for the franchise i do think it's a cash grab but i think it's a very good cash grab i i I would put shrek 2 here if this were my list but i have megamind way lower and i think if megamind's gonna be any higher it, it it would be a disservice to putting Shrek 2 below it. As much as I do enjoy Megamind, I don't think it brings anything new to its genre or anything. Kind of just your average redemption story in inside of a kid's animated superhero film. Shrek 2 ups the ante in scope. Um, I think narrative-wise, you have Fiona's father's arc that's I think really well done and really well set up. You have a fantastic antagonist in the fairy godmother and Prince Charming. You get the introduction of Puss in Boots. There's a lot of things in Shrek 2 that people find iconic about that franchise that wasn't in Shrek 1. To have Megamind go above it just does not feel right to me at all. Yeah, me either. Especially when Shrek 2 is such a, a pillar for the DreamWorks company as a whole alden do you have a defense for shrek 2 uh <clears throat> or maybe a case for why megamind needs to go here so both of these are higher <laughs> on my list than this place but shrek 2 is much better than megamind i would say megamind it, it sort of feels like a dreamworks response to incredibles i, I will say that i love megamind it's very memeable but so is Shrek 2, so is Shrek 1, Shrek 3. Like, all the Shreks are just... Yeah. I've never seen a good meme come from Shrek 3 or 4. Do the roar? I've never seen any good thing come from Shrek 3, 4, Puss in Boots, anything that came after Shrek 2, really. Puss in Boots movie kind of sucked. So did Shrek 3, 4, the shows, 4D. 3 for me was tolerable, but not memorable. Shrek 2, like Josh said, builds off of Shrek hard with a lot of new characters, a lot of new iconic scenes. And of course, holding out for a hero 
covered by fairy godmother <laughs> not to mention far far away idol on the dvd yeah the best dvd menu screen of all time i know i know smash mouth is a meme and everything now but like the music in shrek 2 like far exceeds anything in shrek 1 i disagree <laughs> I all right. Uh, you guys are sleeping on Hallelujah. Yeah, Hallelujah. I'm a believer. All star. Are you kidding me? Like I know that the Meryl Streep cover of Holding Out for a Hero is fun and all, but that ain't Streep. <laughs> was that Meryl Streep? No. Who was that? What? Um. Wasn't Meryl Streep the fairy godmother? No. No. What? Who was the fairy godmother in that movie? I'm looking it up now. Why am I forgetting her name? I know who it is. Jennifer Saunders? Okay, never mind. I guess I just thought Meryl Streep was in Shrek 2. <laughs> it would have won more than one Oscar. I Need Some Sleep, Accidentally in Love. Both of those songs were made for the movie. I Need Some Sleep. Smash Mouth's All-Star was not made for Shrek. What's I Need Some Sleep? It was a song in Shrek 2. It's three to one. So anything that you guys are saying. I think this is the Toy Story uh, of the DreamWorks bracket, Nate, but you're not on our side. <laughs> Nate is on your side. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, it's Shrek 2 over Megamind. He is to a point. I think Megamind needs to go here. I think Megamind is like the up of this one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, both of these are higher, but Megamind is three places lower than I have Shrek 2. I, I think we're making the right call here by putting Megamind at number six. If more people care about Shrek 2. That being said, we're now going on to number five and it needs to be freaking Shrek 2. No. Yeah. No. My number five is Chicken Run. What the hell? I thought we already said we weren't putting Chicken Run on this list at this point. <laughs> I, I did not have Chicken Run here. I heard you, but I didn't listen. Josh, what's your number five? I have a B movie. Didn't we already place B movie? No, B-Movie has not been placed. Let me do a... It was talked about, but it was not placed. Yeah, no, it's higher on mine. I think I agree with Josh here. <laughs> I'm going B-Movie. Number 15, we've got How to Train Your Dragon. 14, Monsters vs. Aliens. 13, Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. 12, Shark Tale. 11, El Road to El Dorado. 10, Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. 9, Trolls. 8, Kung Fu Panda. 7, uh, Madagascar, Trolls 2, Flushed Away, How to Train Your Dragon 2. 6, Megamind. Five, we're gonna put B movie. Yeah, how much higher is Shrek two getting, y'all? B Shrek two is better than B movie. Yeah, hopefully first place. B movie is far and away better. I like B movie, Nate, but come on, Shrek two is definitely higher than B movie. Yeah, but I think Shrek two goes next. <laughs> no. Well, we've been saying that for three rounds now, my friend. Yeah, we have, but I, this is the moment that I'm going to be like, okay. Jory, this is the round you need to draw a line in the sand and say definitively to our audience that B-Movie is indeed better than Shrek 2. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. Okay, that's fine. Listen, both of these movies are meme picks in my opinion, but I think that Shrek 2 is better than B-Movie. Dude, you, when was the last time you watched B-Movie? Probably like two or three months ago. <laughs> It's a meme. Whenever you see it on Netflix and there's nothing else to watch, it's like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think the social commentary in B-Movie is fantastic, and it's a great movie to read into. Okay. I think B-Movie goes here. <laughs> My love for Shrek 2 is all surface level. Entirely. There's nothing thematic that I love about B-Movie. <laughs> My love for the B-Movie is all surface level. <laughs> yeah. My love for both of these movies is like that little thin, like, layer of skin that you get on cheese, like on, like, cheddar soup, broccoli cheddar soup. That's how <laughs> I feel about both of these movies. Personally, if we had a sane world where I could feel good about the rest of this list, I would put over the hedge here. But... <laughs> 
honestly, <laughs> I, but Nate is going to try to take B movie higher, and I don't want B movie here. All right. Well, my number uh, five is Flushed Away, which we've already talked about. Movies that I have a lower that we haven't discussed besides Shrek 2 are Prince of Egypt. I think there's a couple other movies we may be forgetting that are now going to be moving into our top four if we place B movie here. Not necessarily. I don't, I'm not forgetting anything. <laughs> okay, cool. B movie at number five. Number four. Mine. It's top five, mate. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My list is so gone. I was just moving on. Why are you acting like I'm freaking out? <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, I'm just growling because I'm angry. All levels except physical, I am a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jory Unleashed. It's like Sonic Unleashed, but with Jory. I want this movie on the list, and I don't want it forgotten. I want Over the Hedge here. Fine I by agree. me. At number four? Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. Over the Hedge is way higher for me. I don't know about way higher. Like, we're at number four. How, how higher is it getting? We're at number four. How how way higher is way higher? I know that Alden and Josh definitely want Shrek 2 at least in top three. Top two, at least. No. Top one, preferably. Can't do it. Sorry. we get there when we get there. Okay. I've got Over the Hedge a little bit higher. I guess I can't say way higher because of where we're at, but... Do you have it at number two? Yes. <laughs> Shrek 2 here, we've been talking about it for three rounds. I understand that two people really, really like Shrek 2, but we're talking about original DreamWorks movies, the best things that they have offered to the table. Over the Hedge is far and away more creative and way more entertaining on both a surface level and a fundamental thematic level than anything in Shrek 2. I don't know about creative. You're, ta you're talking about the elves that don't even have dental insurance as not creative? What are you talking about? Dude, the elves and fairy godmothers like potion factory. Oh, you're talking about the funny you're talking about the funny line where Shrek bumps. I'm going to try to hop off of Alden's point. Uh, you see a lot of environments in Shrek 2. You see fairy godmothers factory. You see the far, far away town. You see the castle. You see uh, the villain's bar to say that over the hedge a movie that takes place literally over a hedge in a forest and then you have a town is more creative than all those things i just said doesn't make any sense no josh you don't you also see shrek get pepper sprayed in generic fantasy settings yes i will say that it's more creative i think that taking the perspective of something mundane and making it fantastic in a children's movie is a lot more creative than just doing like a parody of a fantasy setting yes and i also think taking suburbia everyone's backyard and showing it from the animal's perspective is something that's wildly creative and provides tons of comedic points all of the comedy in shrek 2 is like offbeat humor that's not as funny as shrek 1 or pop culture references and musical numbers there's nothing in shrek 2 that is more creative or pushes the envelope further than an over the hedge also, if you want to talk about soundtracks, are we going to sleep on the Over the Hedge soundtrack here? Over the, it's over like the every original song on there is so good. Like, why was this in Over the Hedge? I am snoozing hard. Yeah, Over the Hedge soundtrack slaps, and it had a good video game tie-in. Yes, it did. What did Over the Hedge do to push the barrier of animated films what did shrek 2 do to push the barrier of animated films it made a lot of money jory don't you know that's everything important in cinema oh yeah i forgot sorry you're right i i 
I think I agree with Nate here. I think Shrek Two is here. I I'm gonna very I'm gonna vastly prefer original movies over sequels as far as like what I consider to be the best in a uh, in a company's history. If this wasn't a like DreamWorks exclusive, I might agree. However, How to Train Your Dragon is still higher than number four. Not the first one. I meant How to Train Your Dragon Two. But it's a it's a lock. So we're not talking about it anymore. That's what I'm saying is I don't agree with that sentiment. I prefer that sequel. And if I saw the third, there's a good chance I'd prefer the third over the first one still. Yes. And that's fine. Shrek 2 doesn't expand on the thematic points of Shrek 1. How to Train Your Dragon 2 does. That's why How to Train Your Dragon 2 is a better movie than How to Train Your Dragon 1. And that's why Shrek 1 is a better movie than How to Tra- than Shrek 2. I still have Shrek 2 above Shrek. Yeah, How to Train Your Dragon 1 has a really boneless father-son arc that goes nowhere and is super boring and repetitive. But How to Tra- Train Your Dragon 2 has a father and son arc that's more developed, more mature, and has a very unfortunate passing that makes that first movie actually worth watching again because you understand it from a different perspective it's the the death of uh whatever the hell's the father's name is i don't fucking remember is very similar to that of snape's redemption in which there's more context provided by his death into the first movie it is in far and away a better thematic sequel to the story than shrek 2 shrek 2 doesn't do anything like that Shrek 2 has a really good, I think, father and son-in-law arc that I think they're sleeping on. Shrek 2's father and son-in-law arc is the same arc from Shrek 1, but now it's with her dad. Yep. Not really. Yes, really. What's different about it? It's more, well, it's the dad. (laughs) Exactly. No, No, the whole movie, you think it's about his dad not liking Shrek, but it's because he sees himself in Shrek. That was the whole twist of the movie at the end. That's the whole theme. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know what you're talking about. He's a fucking frog. No, I'm agreeing with Josh here. I just rewatched this movie. Okay. I don't know how you could miss that. Yeah, the king was literally a frog and because a fairy godmother. No, he was a frog before. No, he was turned into a human by fairy godmother to be a king. Even as a kid, I recognize that. Put Fiona in the opposite position that he was in with her curse. That's why I don't get when you're saying that Shrek has no theming. No, Shrek 1 has a ton of theming. Sure, Shrek 1 has a ton of theming, but I'm talking about that Shrek 2 also has theming. You're saying that... Yeah, I'm not saying it's devoid of theming. I'm just saying that it's a lot weaker than the originals. I don't agree. I think you missed, I think you missed an entire arc and theme just now. Yeah, and I just heard you say it, and I still think that. Now accepting that Shrek 2 also has that that I missed, okay, that's pretty good. It still has weaker theming than Shrek 1. I would say we should phone a tiebreaker since it sounds like no one's moving here. Yeah, I... I have someone behind me I can ask. Who? My friend Steven. All right, Steven's being our tiebreaker. I trust him. Yeah, so... Who's this man? Okay, Over the Hedge and Shrek 2, right? Yes. Steven, Shrek 2 or Over the Hedge, which is better? Pick. Yeah, just seeing a movie for pleasure. Shit, it's over the hedge. <laughs> you, Steven. Let's get Steven on the show, please. Can we get a round of applause for Steven? Steven is a base. Fuck you. God damn it. Hello, base department. Okay, so Shrek 2 number four. <laughs> Shrek 2 number four, do we want to put over the hedge at three or should it creep into the top two? 
I want over the. I think over the hedge is good here. If Nate wants it higher, my number two is the Prince of Egypt. Um, I'd be willing to put Prince of Egypt uh, lower than over the hedge, in my opinion, because Prince of Egypt is my number six. I think it has a lot of great themes and has a lot of great values, obviously being a religious DreamWorks movie and being a retelling of the Ten Commandments. The only problem I have is I feel the movie's a little too grounded in the same way that the original version of the Ten Commandments, the Cecil B. DeMille version is. There's nothing in it that needs to be animated per se i think there's a lot of like decent musical numbers and the fact that it's lighter in spirit and in tone for children is great and i'm glad that it's animated but it doesn't push the boundaries or do anything that warrants being animated um and i don't like the art style i love the animation but i don't like the art style i don't like the way the characters look yeah they kind of look like the uh the hieroglyph yeah, I see what they were going for. Things like they've all got those exaggerated like facial features. I don't know though. I think that there's a lot going on in the Prince of Egypt that they didn't have to put there that worked out really well for animation. Especially um the sequence after the opening where it flashes forward to Ramses and Moses when they're uh, chariot racing and then the whole let my people go musical sequence. All of the musical sequences are fantastic. So are the plagues. I think it's a really great animated movie and personally as a kid being like a bible movie that i can actually sit through and enjoy and want to watch multiple times is great there's like no other movie like this yeah there are there's like four veggie tales movies <laughs> that's not the same thing and you know it <laughs> <laughs> i tried <laughs> But anyways, but... yeah, no, we're putting over the hedge here at number three. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank God. All right. Well, what is what else is up here? Well, Shrek is here definitely. So you don't think Prince of Egypt should be on here at all? I never really liked it. So you think religious propaganda should be devoid of our top fifteen list? Of course. Okay. What what else is up here for you? Well, Shrek Two was up here for me, and How to Train Your Dragon was. Okay, well that's gone. My list is gone. All I've got left is Shrek. All right, so Prince of Egypt is going up here, right? <laughs> Sounds like it. Josh, do you have a number two? My number two is Shrek, but Prince of Egypt was my number three. It wasn't even on my list. What's your number one, Josh? Shrek Two. Prince of Egypt, and then Shrek. Is there a case for Prince of Egypt being better than Shrek? No. I mean, I didn't have it higher, so no. Sorry, this is going to end like the Harry Potter ranking. <laughs> the only thing that I could possibly say to try and eke Prince of Egypt over Shrek is that I enjoy the music in Prince of Egypt a lot more than I enjoy the music in Shrek, and I think the numbers are more fun. You were just talking about how great the music in Shrek is. Yeah, I was about to say, Jory, I like the music in Shrek 2 better than the music in Shrek 1. Like, I don't think falling on the music argument's a good idea at this point. I just don't really like Shrek 2 that much. I'm sorry. You talked about how great the music in Shrek 1 is, and now you're... Now you're shitting on it. That's because I was talking about it against Shrek 2, and I like it. I like Prince of Egypt's music more than Shrek 2's. Sorry, Jory, your takes have to be consistent for me to sway. I these are consistent, Josh. Shrek 2 is under Shrek, is oh, and Prince of Egypt is over that. That's very consistent. I don't see what the issue with that is for you. What music stands out in Prince of Egypt compared to Shrek? Uh, there can be miracles. Let my people go. But here's what I was saying. You didn't let me. So all two of them. I like the animated musical segments in The Prince of Egypt, and Shrek just, like, doesn't have any of that. I need it. They're holding up for a hero. It's more of, like, a musical number. Yeah, Shrek 1 doesn't have any musical sequence. Yeah, Shrek 2 had it better, but guess what's not here? <laughs> yeah, Josh, you're right. It's not here. 
I feel like Alden's gonna beat up Steven after this. <laughs> He's getting shot, don't worry. But anyways, yeah, I think it's I think it's Prince of Egypt and then Shrek. I was just trying to say something because I knew everybody was gonna be depressed about this because Shrek 2 didn't get number one. Dude, I'd rather Shrek be number one than Prince of Egypt. I just said Shrek was number one. Yeah, I know. I'm agreeing with you. I don't like Prince of Egypt whatsoever. Yeah, you don't like a lot of good movies, Alden. You don't like Sorcerer's Stone. You don't like Back to the Future. We get a droid. We get a droid. Goblet of Fire got in there by a mistake. We can't go back in time and change that. I would prefer we didn't. Well, if we went with Prisoner of Azkaban, we certainly could go back in time. Yeah, we could have. (laughs) (laughs) Until we forget about the time turner. Yeah, that would come in handy in so much more. All right, so uh, does everyone want to read their top 15 list before I uh, read the group list one more time? Sure, I'll go first. Number 15, Sinbad, The Legend of the Seven Seas. Number 14, Chicken Run. Number 13, Spirit. Number 12, The Road to El Dorado. Number 11, Kung Fu Panda. Number 10, Wallace and Gromit. Number 9, Megamind. Number 8, Ants. Number 7, Madagascar. Number 6, Flushed Away. Number five, B-Movie. Number four, Over the Hedge. Number three, Prince of Egypt. Number two, Shrek. Number one, Shrek 2. Nice. You, you and me actually have a lot in common. I was I was surprised the amount of 2D animated movies I had on here compared to the 3D. Yeah, I really wish DreamWorks kept on with that. And unfortunately, 2D animated movies haven't been profitable in about a decade. All right, I'll, I'm going to read mine now so I don't read two in a row. Uh, number 15, I've got How to Train Your Dragon. Number 14, Chicken Run. Number 13, Trolls. Number 12, Megamind. Number 11, Kung Fu Panda. Number 10, Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Number 9, The Road to El Dorado. Number 8, Captain Underpants, the first epic movie. Number 7, Shrek 2. Number 6, Prince of Egypt. Number 5, Flushed Away. Number 4, How to Train Your Dragon 2. Number 3, B-Movie. Number two, Over the Hedge, and number one, Shrek. Woohoo. I guess I'll go next. Uh, Number 15 was Madagascar. 14, Monsters vs. Aliens. 13, Shark Tale. 12, Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. 11, Road to El Dorado. 10, B-Movie. 9, How to Train Your Dragon. 8, Shrek 2. 7, Trolls World Tour. 6, Flushed Away. 5, Over the Hedge. 4, Kung Fu Panda. 3, Megamind. To the Prince of Egypt, number one, Shrek. My, I guess around the bottom half is kind of, a lot of these could be substituted for me. 15 is Madagascar 2, 14 is Turbo, 13 is Home, uh, 12 is B-Movie, 11 is Over the Hedge, 10 is Spirit, 9 is Shark Tale, 8 is Kung Fu Panda, 7 is Flushed Away, as we know, 6 is Rise of the Guardians, 5 is Chicken Run, Four is Megamind. Uh, three is How to Train Your Dragon 2. Two is Shrek. And one is Shrek 2. Damn. A lot of Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Shrek really is love. We have the same top two. That kind of surprised me, not going to lie. I assumed you would have had t- uh, Shrek 2 high up, but... I've been a Shrek 2 stan in the Hot Takes channel a couple weeks ago. I haven't been in there in a while. There's never anything in there. <laughs> yeah, I-, I attacked Shrek 2 thematically as opposed to the first one right after we made our blockbuster one, I think, and and Josh hopped to the defense quick. <laughs> <laughs> but her dad's a frog! 
I knew we'd be getting some of that in this episode, but I didn't think it would be uh, as much. <laughs> I figured that we would hit Shrek 2 gridlock at some point. Jory, did you know I, I was going to put Shrek 2 this low? Because it sounded like you were going to go into this fight alone. I thought that I was going into this fight alone after the blockbuster bracket. I was like, y'all really like Shrek 2 better than Jurassic Park? <laughs> So I actually rewatched both Shrek movies to make this this uh or this podcast rather. Like my gut feeling was I like Shrek more than Shrek 2 going into it, but then as I was watching Shrek 2, I was like, wow, this is really a step down in a lot of ways that I didn't see as a kid because as a kid I always loved Shrek 2. Like I always saw, oh, these movies were getting better and then up to my ninth birthday when Shrek the 3rd was coming out, it was supposed to be the best day of my life. Oh no. <laughs> I watched the first two Shrek movies on loop as a kid. Yes, so did I. Here's what's funny though, for those of you who have not like seen us communicate before this video, I've been memeing that I was going to lock Shark Tale. Shark Tale wasn't even in my top 15 and we had two people on this panel that had it on their list that wasn't me. I'm very proud of you, Josh. Yeah, Josh, what's up with that? You keep memeing that you're gonna pull, like, weird takes, and then when it comes to the video, you're like, uh, I don't know about this. Shark Tale actually sucks. Why is it on your top 15? <laughs> Shark Tale's fun. Yeah, it's because it's fun. Shark Tale is uncut gems for kids. Shark Tale is a great time. And it's because of his multi-story lava lamp. Shark Tale is the room for kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good movie, but oh my god, it's so fun to watch. I think we need to rewatch Shark Tale as a collective. That would be a good commentary track. Yeah, I guess. That's oh my god, that would be a great one. I'd be down for that. It's been a while since I've seen Dreams it. Dreams have to begin small. You just have to bet it all. Bet it all. Why is Shark Tale just uncut gems? Me and my uh, and my brother and my cousins used to love Shark Tale as a kid. I always hated Shark Tale. It was, it was. I always hated it. It was on the same tier as uh, as robots for me in terms of animated movies. I also liked robots. <laughs> Even as a kid, I saw that they weren't good. Yeah, wait, I like robots. <laughs> As a kid, I thought Robots was so fun to watch, even though I hated it as a movie. Like, it was an ironic watch for me. As a six-year-old, I knew what irony was, I guess. Both Robots and Shark Tale had interesting video games. Why was Ewan McGregor in Robots? <laughs> I actually just watched Robots, like, three days ago. It's on Stars. Dude, I don't know if I can ever watch it again, but I love it. It's on Stars. The fact that Big Weld ends up with Aunt Fanny just... The fact that Mel Brooks is in that movie blows my mind. Robin Williams is, is the red robot in that too, right? Amanda Bynes is in it. Yeah, that voice cast goes deep. Isn't Rob Lowe in it? Yes, he is. I think Rob Lowe is uh, Ratchet. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> Upgrades, people. I fucking love Rob Lowe. <laughs> that character, like, fits Rob Lowe to a fucking T, and it's fucking great. I really wish one of my favorite Rob Lowe moments wasn't in the interview. <laughs> he talks about, like, how he's been struggling with this his whole life, and then, like, James Franco's like, why don't you, uh, why don't you take it off? And he takes off, like, a hairpiece, and he's balding. <laughs> <laughs> like, real bad. And then he starts playing with the hairpiece while nobody's looking, because they're getting texts about, like, Kim Jong-un. <laughs> have you have you guys ever seen the roast of Rob Lowe? No. no. 
I haven't watched any roasts. It's fantastic. It's one of the best ones. Yeah, I was about to say, I think it's up there like S tier, like uh, Comedy Central roast. Yeah, it's up there with Bob Saget and Charlie Sheen. The best one I've seen is uh, James Franco, but that's also like one of like two that I've seen. The James Franco one was funny because I watched it in like 2012 and like I, I would only laugh at the Spider-Man jokes because I didn't know what James Franco was yet. When uh, Bill Hader comes up as Mr. Hollywood and he's like, oh, I let you hang out with Spider-Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The group list for the top 15 DreamWorks movies are. Oh, yeah. We haven't done that yet, huh? <laughs> Number 15, How to Train Your Dragon. Number 14, Monsters vs. Aliens. Number 13, Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. Number 12, Shark Tale. Number 11, The Road to El Dorado. Number 10, Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Number 9, Trolls. Number 8, Kung Fu Panda. Number 7.4, Madagascar. Number 7.3, Trolls 2. Number 7.2, Flushed Away. Number 7.1, How to Train Your Dragon 2. Number 6, Megamind. Number 5, B-Movie. Number 4, Shrek 2. Number 3, Over the Hedge. Number 2, Prince of Egypt. And number 1, Shrek. <clears throat> Thank you. For... <laughs> Honestly, guys, how much were your expectations subverted? Because this has been the most surprising one for me. Here's the thing about like all of these movies especially. I feel like DreamWorks is just a big meme of a company. Yes. And all of these movies, all of these movies have been memed to death, especially the ones that are up there. And a few of them have been memed because like they're actually good movies that everybody watched as a kid. But a few of them I think are just memes because it's like this is just the dumbest thing. And I think that B-Movie is one of them. But no, that was like the, the level of irony they went in and making the movie. The whole premise is dumb and it's supposed to be dumb. They weren't, they named the fucking movie B-Movie. They didn't try. Like, that's the joke, Jory. The joke of the movie is that on a surface level, it's a really dumb kids movie. But on a subtextual level, it's a really smart political commentary. It's hilarious. Maybe my IQ isn't high enough for this one, Nate, but I don't like B-Movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with Nate. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just been a while since I've seen a B-Movie, so I can't really argue much for it. I'm just missing the political commentary. I have not watched Seinfeld. That explains, that explains a lot. Yeah, that explains it. He's more of a Frasier guy. <laughs> I like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb Your Enthusiasm is great. I love that show. I saw Zodiacs on Netflix, and I feel like Nate's going to kick my ass next time. You, you definitely need to watch that. It's been on Netflix. It's been on Netflix since we first told you to watch it. <laughs> it's been on Netflix for like a couple years. I'm sorry, guys. You guys have made me watch a DreamWorks movie this week. A DreamWorks movie. That shit was 90 minutes, and you did it today. <laughs> Josh, I edited the last video. <laughs> Josh, I've edited the last 12 videos. And have a full-time job. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just watched uh, the Peanuts movie recently again. That was a pretty major world event for me. <laughs> Why don't people talk about the Peanuts movie? I have no idea. It's so good. You need to. It's very good. It's on Hulu. It's weird. I am a pretty big Peanuts fan, but I've never seen the most recent movie. Same. It's really wholesome. I like it a lot. I liked it a lot. It was actually... Um... 
this is a bit of a personal story, but I went and saw it. I think it came out like Thanksgiving weekend or something like that. Yeah, it was close to my birthday, I remember. Right. And I uh, I went and saw that with uh, Megan's grandma and uh, the family and stuff. We had probably like seven or eight people with us. And we went and watched that movie. She really liked it, obviously. She loves loves Peanuts, obviously. She's a boomer, you know. Um, well, she died that Christmas. It was the last movie she saw in theaters. So now whenever I think of Peanuts, I automatically think of Megan's grandma. She's super loving person. And uh, it was great. It was a great movie to end end on. I'm glad you told me that because that's a nice story. But I'm concerned that my grandma's last movie in theaters might have been Minions. <laughs> oh, no. I need to ask my aunt and see if they saw anything else. All right. Well, if coronavirus uh, killed theaters for good, what was everyone's last movie in theaters? Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> uh, 1917. Mine was also Sonic. <laughs> I'm glad we saw Sonic. Hold on, what did we all think of Sonic? I liked Sonic a lot. It was a really fun movie. It subverted my expectations. That first trailer was so rough that I kind of went and saw the movie ironically, and I have a hunch that's why you guys did too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, My expectations were extremely low, lower of that of Detective Pikachu. And somehow because of that, I think I liked it more than Detective Pikachu. I've heard a lot of people like it better. I don't know. I think I just went in with too high of expectations for Detective Pikachu. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Sonic movie is like a little bit more self-aware, but Detective Pikachu tries to be like a narrative in the like like the world of Pokemon, so it has to take itself a little seriously. What's your favorite DreamWorks movie? Is it in our top fifteen? Is it not? Do you think we put Shrek two too low? What are your thoughts? Let us know in the comment section below. Thank you everyone for watching or listening to our podcast. Is it Mr. Peabody and Sherman? Mr. Peabody and Sherman's your favorite. Just shut the hell up and watch Doctor Who. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Duel of the Takes podcast. Next week's topic of discussion will be a ranking style challenge where we will be looking at Tim Burton's filmography and ranking it from worst to best. If you want to check out our YouTube video on today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Nathaniel R. Martin. And as always, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.